Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School's the place where my spirit gets fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. You can overcome whatever it is that you've been dealing with. I know there there's some rough things in life, but God is bigger. Greater is he who dwells in the believer than the evil one, the, the thief, the destroyer that's in the world. And the scripture says this, the victory that overcomes the world is our faith. We have a part in our victory. Uh, Jesus has bought it. He's paid for it. He's given everything we need to us as a gift. But no gift is enjoyed unless and until it's received. And the way we receive everything he's done for us, all that grace has given, faith must receive. Faith is of the heart. Faith is of the spirit, the inner man. And it must be fed, must be exercised and developed. That's why we have faith school, to feed and to learn and to exercise. So get your Bible, get something to make a note with. Come on into the classroom with us. Let's release faith. To get exactly what the Lord knows you need. Uh, he, the way he does things is so amazing. I mean, he, he'll say one thing to you, but it's a living word. And if you'll receive it and believe it, it begins to take root in you. And then over a period of time, it, it, it puts up branches up and out that manifest in your outer life. And eventually, if you keep doing it, fruit bears on that, that affects other people. And it just, it's not a one-sided thing because it's living. There's so many different amazing parts to everything he does. You just keep learning more and more the further you go. He really is wonderful, amazing. Hallelujah. So uh, let's release faith for that. Father, all of us agree together as touching this, asking you for the anointing, asking you for the utterance and guidance and direction, we lay hold of it with our faith. We believe we receive with our faith in Jesus' name. You know, the scripture says that the Lord is the apostle and high priest of our confession. He works with what we say. So let's, get, let's give him something to work with. Immediately today, what, what do you say? We, you already made a confession at the beginning. Let's do it again. Say it out loud. The Word of God, Word of God is, working in me, is working in me, is working mightily, powerfully in my life, accomplishing what God sent it to do, prospering in the thing He intended. The will of God is being brought to pass in my life today. Hallelujah. Good, good. Would you go please in the scriptures to the book of Philippians. Philippians, the second chapter, 
And uh, all last week, we were studying on this account of healing of a man by the name of Epaphroditus. Uh, if you haven't been with us, we've been on this for some time, a series we're calling Faith for Healing. Faith comes by hearing. And faith in God comes by hearing what God has said. Faith for healing comes by hearing what God has said about healing. Faith needs to be fed in every area. So we took one by one the individual accounts of healing in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, 20 of them. Then we looked at another five in the book of Acts, that's 25 cases, and they're all available. Uh, you can go online, faithschool.org, and uh, watch all of them, any of them, part of them, listen to them, no charge, no cost at all. And it'll benefit you because um, you don't just want to hear one thing and go, yeah, well, I understand that concept and then go on. No, there's more to it. Faith and being built up in your spirit is beyond what your intellect detects. Uh, when God ministers things to you uh, often, your spirit will get quickened and excited and your head will be going, what? What are we so excited about? <laughs> because it's, it's beyond what you know. And, and God is beyond what we know. But when you feed on his word, so many things are happening beyond what you're aware of at the moment. And it affects, it's starting something now that's going to affect your uh, near future and your distant future. And it just, the Word of God is eternal. Heaven and earth will pass away, but His Word remains forever. And it just keeps working in you. It just keeps developing in you and growing and multiplying and manifesting. So you are not wasting your time, child of God, by feeding on His Word. Well, here are some of his words in the book of Philippians about another healing, the healing of this man called Epaphroditus. In the second chapter in the 25th verse, Paul said by the Spirit, I suppose it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother and companion in labor and fellow soldier, but your messenger and he that ministered to my wants. For he longed after you all and was full of heaviness because that you had heard that he had been sick. For indeed he was sick, nigh unto death, but God had mercy on him. And not on him only, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. I sent him therefore the more carefully that when you see him again, you may rejoice and that I may be the less sorrowful. Receive him, therefore, in the Lord with gladness, with all gladness, and hold such in reputation. The, the margin of my Bible says, honor such. Because for the work of Christ, he was near unto death, not regarding his life to supply your lack of service toward me. So here is the account of a man who was sent by this church uh, at Philippi in the region of Macedonia. Paul had gone there. Uh, the, this is one of the first Christian churches 
that was founded and built. If you read in the book of Acts, you see uh, Paul and, and Barnabas and then Paul and Silas uh, making these missionary trips. And they were going, uh, you know, overland and then by ship to these different places, um, modern-day Turkey and Greece. And eventually, you know, he was taken as a prisoner to Rome. And, uh, but they, they preached and had services and meetings, if you will, in these different places that had never heard anything about Jesus and worshipped all kind of false gods. Uh, the, the book of Acts talks about it, their temples and even some of the gods, what their names were and what have you. And so this was miraculous and, and radical change that happened. And so after this church in Philippi had, had begun and grown some, uh, Paul now is in prison at Rome and they send by the hand of one of their own, Epaphroditus, supplies and provision for Paul in his captivity. And so this man's name, we're given his name, Epaphroditus. Uh, actually, his name uh, is, is based in goddess worship, the one that is devoted to Aphrodite. <laughs> so that's how they grew up. That's, that was all their background. But now he's saved. He's born again. And he uh, either was chosen or volunteered or both to, to make this arduous journey of some 800, maybe 1,000 miles, part of it over land, part of it over water, to get to Paul and bring things to him, bring some clothes to him, bring some food to him, maybe some money that they could do some things with, uh, scrolls to write letters like this on, ink, what have you. And in the process of that, he got really sick. And we're told the reason why it was for the work of Christ that he, uh, uh, one translation said he hazarded himself. He was exposed. And like we've already said, um, making a trip in those days of that kind of journey, taking that kind of time, I mean, uh, there wasn't uh, the law and order that there is now in many places. And, you know, just traveling a, a road from point A to point B, there were usually robbers somewhere along the way. There were these raiding parties. There was this and that. There weren't, there weren't all these hotels to stay in. Uh, so, you know, and there were wild animals. There were a lot of <laughs> wild animals around. I mean, it was just, uh, you know, a lot of people started on a trip and you never heard from them again. They never came back. Nobody knew what happened to them. But he made it there and he brought Paul the stuff. And apparently Paul was much encouraged and comforted by what he brought to him. But he, uh, uh, during the process, got really sick and was at the point of death. And then they heard, as the word got back to his church and people, that he was at the point of death. Now, uh, by this time, he's already healed. But they had been uh, upset and mourning, verse 26, 
He longed after you all and was full of heaviness because you heard that he had been sick. Even though he had already received a miracle, they're still concerned about him and bothered about it. And he wants them to know and find out, no, I'm fine. It's okay. You don't have to be concerned about me. And that's why it led off with Paul saying, I, I, I thought it necessary to send him to you right away to get him back to you. And uh, perhaps he came with this letter in, to the Philippians in his hand. Um, in verse 27, it says, For indeed he was sick, near unto death, but God had mercy on him, not only on him only, uh, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. You know, isn't that the truth that when God has mercy on somebody you care about, he had mercy on you too. <laughs> isn't that right? Uh, you know, a parent with a child. I mean, uh, the Lord minister to your child and, and heal your child. Well, that means more to you than if it happened in your own body, right? And the same thing with, with your spouse and with your friends. And can you see what Paul was saying? God had mercy on him. Yes. Now, mercy uh, is not a matter of what's owed to you. And if you've always done everything perfectly right, you don't need mercy. You can get by on justice. Class, are you all awake? But when do you need mercy? <laughs> when you haven't done everything <laughs> right. Exactly right. When you've made some mistakes, when, when you've missed it. And man, who among us doesn't need some mercy? We, we've all missed it in different ways. We, whether it was ignorantly or knowingly, but thank God that's where mercy comes in. That's where mercy comes in. You know, I, I've heard people say, well, you know, you, you've sown it and you're going to have to reap it now. You made your bed hard. You're just going to have to lie in it. What about mercy? <laughs> right? What about, what about mercy? What about, well, you've sown it. You're going to have to reap it. Not if somebody else reaped it for you. Amen. And isn't that exactly what happened with Jesus? That he came, he became sin with our sin. He was judged for our sin. Why? So we could be judged for it again? No, no. He, he was made sick. He, he took our infirmities. He bore our sicknesses. He carried our pains. So we could be sick anyway. No, no. He took the chastisement of our peace on him so we could be tormented and, and depressed. And No, I want to hear somebody say no, no. <laughs> I want to make sure you know the right answer on this. No, no. Even the Bible said, though he was rich, yet he became poor for your sakes so that you through his poverty might be poor. Huh? See, what, now, now, now you say that, but there are millions of church-going people that'll say, well, now Jesus was poor, and so that means all Christians should be poor. 
No, you got to distinguish between what he did as uh, our substitute and what he did as our example. You got to differentiate because uh, he did not take our sin so we could live in sin. Is that right? So you understand that. So why did he take our sickness so we could be sick? No, no. And people say, well, if it was God's will for everybody to be healed, then everybody would be healed. Well, you could say the same thing about being born again, right? If it's God's will for everybody to be born again, they'd be born again. No, God's not going to control us and make us receive what he so graciously bought and paid for and given. He simply offers it and says, receive it. But we have to choose to believe it, choose to receive it, and oh, if you do, and when you do, you get free. I said you get free. I'm, I hope hope you feel the same way. I'm not going to hell and paying for my sins. Come on, somebody help me out. I'm I'm not going. How about you? I'm, I'm listening to you. I'm not going. Somebody say, I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm not going to hell. Yeah, but didn't you sin? In the wages of sin, death? How you, I mean, you, you sowed it. You're not going to reap it? No, because Jesus reaped it on my behalf. He didn't commit sin, but he reaped the penalty for my sin. And your sin, he paid for it, so I don't have to pay for it. I'm never going to pay for it. The scripture said he tasted death for every man. Hallelujah. Why? So I won't have to. Yes, uh, the Lord tarries his coming. This body grow older and die. I'm not promised to live down here forever. But even when this body dies and my spirit comes out of this body and leaves this body, I won't even taste death. I won't go through the jaws of death. I won't experience the horror and torment of darkness and death. The next thing I know, I'll be out of my body. And it might take me a minute to even realize that that has happened. Huh? And then my big angel will say, you ready to go? And I'm going, yeah, yeah, let's go. I won't taste death. Huh? As a believer, you won't taste death. Why? Because Jesus took it for me. Hallelujah. And whatever he took for me, that's redemption. That's redemption. Whatever he took for me, I don't have to take. Now, the devil will lie to you and tell you, no, you've missed it. You messed up. You're going to have to pay for this. You've sown it. You're going to have to reap it. Not if Jesus reaped it for me. Hmm? That's mercy. Justice had to be satisfied. God is the righteous judge of the earth. He can't allow his creation to rebel against him, defy him, disobey him, and him bless them for it. That would be contrary to justice. And he is the righteous judge of all the earth. He's not going to pervert justice for you or me or anybody. He's going to do what's right. And thank God there is a a righteous judge. Thank God there is a God. But he wanted to help us, even though we deserved 
judgment, and death. I'm talking about all of mankind. He, he cared about us. We're his creation. He loves us. How can he do it? How can he do it? If somebody else will come pay for it. Oh, hallelujah. Class, does this bless you or not? If somebody else. But there, there was nobody who qualified. If you read in the book of Revelation, it talks about uh, when it came time to open the scrolls. And John said they, they looked for any man or woman that, that, was, that could do it. And nobody could do it. Why? Nobody qualified. All had sinned and come short of the glory of God. Nobody was righteous enough. Nobody was holy enough. And then he said, you know, uh, don't be concerned about it. The Lamb of God has prevailed. Hallelujah. And he came and he opened it. Why? Only he, he alone was perfect enough and pure enough to be our sinless sacrifice. To be our sinless, hallelujah, holy blood Holy sacrifice that could pay for what we had done and, and all of mankind had done, and He has paid for it. And when He hung on the cross and He shed His blood and He gave His life, and then He went to the heart of the earth and He was raised from the dead and He's gone to the right hand of majesty, His blood is on the mercy seat, and the Father has accepted this sacrifice. And uh, justice is satisfied. Hallelujah. Enabling him to show mercy. Hallelujah. Mercy, the Bible said, rejoices over judgment. Rejoices against judgment. Oh, God, the scripture said, delights in mercy. It's his thing. <laughs> Your father is a merciful God. He is a good God. Now, he's, he's just. He's not going to do a wrong thing. He's not going to tell you you're right when you're wrong. He's not going to bless you for rebellion and defiance. But what he will do, if you'll repent, if you'll take advantage of what Jesus has done, he will forgive, he will cleanse, he will wash, he will forget. It'll be like you never missed it. And he will bless you like you did deserve it. Hallelujah. Even when you didn't, that's mercy. Oh, somebody say mercy. Mercy. Oh, you ought to shout about mercy. You ought to sing about mercy. You ought to laugh and praise God about mercy. Because that's why you're not going to hell. That's why. You can be healed even though you don't deserve it at all. That's why you can prosper even though you don't deserve it. That's why you can have the peace of God that passes understanding and the joy of the Lord that is your strength even though you could never earn it. You can have it. You can enjoy it. You can live in it. And if somebody says, what would you do to deserve all that? You go, nothing, nothing. I just received it. Jesus did everything to deserve it. I just received it. I just re That's why it's called mercy. Mercy. I didn't deserve it. Everybody lift up a hand and say, thank you, Father, for mercy. I believe in your mercy. I receive your mercy for my life. 
Oh, hallelujah. 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 Oh, what a good God. What a good Father. He said uh, uh, that Epaphroditus was sick, near unto death. So uh, you got to remember, too, that in these days there, there weren't the hospitals, there weren't the doctors, there weren't the treatments, there weren't the medicines that there are today. Even today, I mean, we're further advanced than we were, but if the Lord tears is coming, what do you think 50 years from now, people will look back to our time and go, they did what? <laughs> they cut you open and did what? <laughs> they, uh, because it's primitive to what it will be, and it's all too often that the best specialist in the world will look at you and say, I'm sorry, there's nothing else we can do. And that's where... Um, uh, Epaphroditus was, he was sick at the point of death. I mean, he was just a, a few moments away, a few breaths away from passing on. Now, that wouldn't have been the worst thing that ever happened to him. <laughs> the reason I say that is because people do. People think like that is, is that dying is the worst thing that could possibly happen to you. Not for the child of God. I said not for the child of God. No, now, if you're lost, yes. That's the worst thing that could possibly happen to you is to die without Jesus. Die in your sins. Die not having received this mercy we're talking about because death is not the end. You don't cease to exist. It's not just lights out. You very much exist. And if you're not with God, there's only one other place to go. And that's with the enemy and his cohorts. Darkness, death, and we are eternal spirits. We go on, eon after eon. And people say, well, I, I, you know, I don't believe in all that stuff. Well, you're about to find out. Whether you, whether you think so or not, when you breathe your last breath, you're going to find out some things. You're going to realize. And um, you don't want to wait too late. Now, the Bible said, today's the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. While it's called today, the scripture says, don't harden your heart. Don't, don't stiffen your neck. Don't harden your heart. You want to say yes to the Lord. We don't know who's watching, but all of us. Let's say yes out loud to the Lord. Let's affirm or reaffirm our faith. Say it out loud. Father God, I do believe in you. I believe in your son Jesus that you sent him and he died on the cross. He paid the price. He was judged in my place for all my sins, all my failures, and you've raised him from the dead, and he's alive right now. Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I receive forgiveness and cleansing and washing and righteousness. Thank you for saving me as you help me. I will follow you all my days. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. If you said that and did that from your heart, you, according to the Bible, you are saved. Hallelujah. Which means you get mercy. Mercy. Mercy in this life. Mercy beyond this life. Thank God for mercy. 
Our time's up for today, but as you can see, we didn't finish this. Come back tomorrow. We need to get more into these other verses. We'll see you soon right here in Faith School. I've got a victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.